Welcome to this week's Priority Now podcast, encouraging women to become better disciples of Jesus. Every week we hear from women just like us that are being intentional to know Jesus more and to make Him known. Here's your host, Carmen Halsey. Hi, ladies, and welcome to this week's Priority Now podcast. I hope your week is going well. This week, I'm joined by a friend of mine, a close sister, Miss Sherry Louie, that I know well, but it's time for you guys to get to know her. Some of you already do. Hey, Sherry. Hi, Carmen. Good morning. Good morning. I'm glad you said yes. I didn't know that you would, so I'm anxious that you agreed to do this with me. Well, we got to come out of our comfort zone sometimes, so. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Ladies, Sherry is a friend of mine. She's a sister. I consider her family. I have the privilege of going to church with her. Um, I work with her. You know, uh, we have some fun in an ice cream shop that both of us hang out at every once in a while. It's just to scoop some ice cream this summer. But it was just this past Monday that um, I had the privilege of hearing Sherry share her testimony at Celebrate Recovery. And as I was sitting there listening, Sherry, to you do your testimony, you did such a good job with that, not getting too lost in the weeds, but but um, sharing your story and what God's done, that I sat there and I'm like, Sherry needs to be on the podcast. And, and, and I definitely have my reasons why that I think you need to be on the podcast. But I know, I know Sherry, but tell them a little bit about who you are so they can kind of get into your season of life with you, Sherry. Well, I'm I'm in my senior season of life. I'm 71 years old, and I retired uh, from my job in, at the end of 2016 after 33 years. So um, that's when I started really, really getting into church and doing things. Of course, I'm I'm a, a late believer. I didn't accept Jesus Christ until 2003, so I was 50-some years old. I regret that now because uh, so much I lost, you know, not being able to serve Him and and being involved in the Word and and Bible studies. But I'm a big sports fan. I'm a big uh, Tennessee Lady Vols fan, so uh, go Vols. But a few years ago, uh, I came on to celebrate recovery. So I was asked, I'm now in a local chapter uh, here in my surrounding area. And so um, I'm also uh, have been, uh, I've joined their leadership team. So I'm getting more and more involved in uh, leading over there. So I enjoy it. It's a um, recovery program that's Christ-centered. And that's what drew me to it. And But it's no way a, a fix we're not going to church. You still need to plug into church and your church family. It's a, a recovery program that uh, doesn't try to fix you, but support you. So you you need that ex you need that extra support and that a true support from your church and your church family. Mm-hmm. Sure, that's good. And I, I wanted to talk a little bit about that because some people are going to know what Celebrate Recovery is, some's not. So so I want to get there in a minute because you you didn't you're not the probably the person that somebody would expect to show up at CR, but you're the poster child that shows that it's it's an on-ramp to discipleship. It's an on-ramp to Jesus for, for many, um, not maybe just somebody that our, our minds sometimes go to people with just an addiction or what we think might be an addiction or whatever. So I want to go there in a minute, but I want to go back to what you said. You're retired out of a workplace, you know, so you've held a professional position for years definitely a sports fan. I'm going to throw in there that my friend's never been married, but has had family around her very close to family, um, as, as, you know, with nieces and nephews. And, and I just watch you with church family in the community. You're just, you're just 
like a magnet to students because you're you're so patient with them. But at the same time, you'll lean in and not let them off easy. You know, you're 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 willing. You see potential in them, and, and you'll you'll work to pull that out. But I want to go back to what you said that you were a latecomer, or a, you know, to 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 come to Christ. Now, you've been to church, but I know discipleship is passionate to you, and I know that there was a period when you came to the table and really started studying Bible that that word discipleship started to mean something to you. And this was back before CR. And and I believe, you know, and we're going to talk about some of what God has you doing now in this season. You work harder. You you couldn't work, friend. You don't have the time to work. You know, I see you working. I don't know what I did when I was working and, and trying yeah. to do everything. Because it's just, it's, uh, I, I just, I just want to serve him and, and, and go where he leads me. The discipleship thing was a big part of it. Uh, when I went into a discipleship group with uh, four other ladies, I was the oldest one in there. So I was like, you know, the mom to everybody, but I wasn't really because at that point I hadn't done that much discipleship. I had done Bible studies, but not that much discipleship. And that really opened my eyes on, on, uh, you know, reading the scriptures and learning what the scriptures meant and how I could apply those scriptures to my life. And as Carmen said, um, uh, I've never been married, but I have uh, oodles and oodles of nieces and nephews. And I have oodles and oodles of kids that that have grown up and I've been around because I coached. And so I always enjoyed working with kids. And, uh, you know, uh, I coached softball, I coached soccer, I coached uh, basketball. So, you know, that... uh, you know, I, I have a real connection to kids. They're important to me in my life. And and uh, and I think and they need to be taught well. And the discipleship, it was it was very interesting to me because I was I was hesitant going into it because I wasn't sure if it was going to be the right fit for me and and how I was going to work in with the, the rest of the ladies that were kind of the same age. But you learn so much from each person. In that discipleship class, you learn how how the the scripture applies to them, and and they learn how it applies to you, and and uh, it's just it's just it's life altering, it's life awakening. Uh, it just opens your eyes so much more to the word and sure, to Jesus. Unpack that. I want you to unpack that a little bit because that word discipleship kind of confuses some people, scares some people. Model that for us. What did that process look like in your life? How are you literally living that out? Um, because you, because after, after, and and I can't say it's it's after because it's still ongoing. You, you just apply it to your life. You apply it to the people that you meet, and and you try to draw them in more. And you know, and that's what I try to do. I try to. Uh, um, mentor people. And, and I started a discipleship a class of my own, but then our wonderful COVID hit. So it ended and, and it just, it was the ladies were getting so much into it because they were understanding the part of it. And that's what you have to do with discipleship. You have to go through your phase of learning and accepting, and then you go out and teach that to other people and, and involve them. And, you know, discipleship is ongoing. It's just every day, every day. Sure. So, so um, even go deeper, Sherry, what, what did it look like? Did you have like a, 
Were you all reading the same thing? I mean, I know a little bit because I know some of your story, but I know how important it is for people to model life to me. And that's what I want you to model because your story, I think, fits so many women that could be listening that maybe has been in church, but they've never really come to the table for some ongoing Bible study. Um, you know, and, and sometimes I think um, we discount ourselves or we pull away from the table. And that's what I love about your story. You fell in love with God's word. It wasn't just ladies. You fell in love with God's word. You and and I mean it that you feast on that word right now. I did. I did. I did. I fell in love with God's word uh, because I, like I said, I'd taken Bible studies before, but the, but the discipleship was uh, was different. It was it was digging into me. Mm-hmm. It was making me be accountable to God mm-hmm. and. Like I said, at first I was hesitant because I didn't have all the knowledge and all the all the Bible knowledge that everybody else did in that group. But I learned. And at first, you know, my answers were like one or two lines, you know, and, and I was getting really nervous the first few times that we went because everybody else would have page and page, you know. And I'm thinking, oh, is this for me? Am I, you know, am I really comprehending what this is supposed to be for me? And then I thought, it's for me. It's not for them. And so I just, uh, I really got into the word and the more we did it and the, the longer it went, I knew that I wanted to get other people more involved in the Bible and the word. And so, you know, I'm single. I've never been married. I've never had children. So I don't I have a lot of experiences that other people do, but I think that for the single people out there, do not let that deter you because you have so much to offer everybody. Your story is as important as theirs is. You know, maybe you haven't went through childbirth, but I have lots of kids and that's, you know, and that's the way I feel. And, and so I kind of bring a different perspective to the table than, than people that have been married or, or uh, have children. So uh, it's just, I grew up in church when I was younger and then I fell away. But when I came back, it was just, I wanted to be there. And I knew there was a reason that I was going to be there. And so then I got more involved in church. I do, I do the community outreach uh, at our church and, and visit people and call people and check on them. And, and that's very important to me. So I just wanted to feed into more people you know, maybe that they could experience the feeling. Mm-hmm. Friends, I watch you do that. I just, I've watched it just transform you. And I watch you do that with people. And and you reference so many children and you love children. It's not just children. Um, you're, you, you're good with students. And I say that because you're good with that older student that a lot of people aren't connecting with right now. And I do think you're right that that your life experience, your confidence, you just, you know, you have some common interests. But but I've watched you. You go hand over hand. You invite somebody to the table, but you'll go hand over hand with them to let them have a chance to do something. You'll, you'll take a practical task and invite them in. And you don't care if it takes you an hour longer to do the task, if it means you can let them be hands on and, and teach them. And then I watch those relationships build because that student knows that you're there for them. That student knows you have time for them. And I watch them come ask you questions about life or um, if they need something. And and that does not phase you. You just, you just melt right into that. Children basically want to learn. They, they really do. They want to learn. 
And it's just, it's how you present it to them. And you have to be, you know, somewhat confident. Uh, I don't know all of the answers, but I don't think any of us do. But, you know, patience is, is the key. We can't cut our kids off short, you know, and just kind of push them aside. You know, they want to learn and they want to know the reasons why. And I think that's what, you know, that uh, like when I coach and stuff, you know, you have to show them what they have to do and, and, and the process getting to that. And so that I do enjoy working with kids and, and, and believe me, considering uh, my upbringing, I have a lot more patience now than I ever did. So um, <laughs> that might be that Holy Spirit inside you, Sherry. <laughs> you know, you have to have patience with them because they just want to learn. Yeah. And, you know, if you just kind of give them a quick, short answer, you know, that's not what they're looking for. They're looking for something deeper. And uh, like when I teach somebody to play softball or I teach them how to throw a softball or hit a ball, you know, there, there's a process there. So, you know, you yeah. just you have to have the patience with them. And that's yeah. the same with with the Bible and everything. You have to have the patience with them. And uh, I just I like working with kids. I really do. So you do well with it, friends. You do well. All right, let me take this as a pivot. You've already mentioned Celebrate Recovery. You mentioned you're part of that leadership team. You were in discipleship um, groups, meaning you were, just because I know some of your story, you were meeting with a group of ladies on a weekly basis, um, and you guys had a, a Bible reading plan. You guys were reading the same thing and then coming back together and, and discussing it and what God was showing you and then holding each other accountable, doing some life because you guys were determined that you were going deep. You wanted to understand God's word and apply that to your life. And then the pandemic hit, you said. And I know some of your story and I got to hear your testimony. It was through the pandemic that led you to you had you had visited a Celebrate Recovery, you know, through a friend in the past. But it was through that because of a Celebrate Recovery program that you'd already had built some you knew, you knew some people in it. You knew the leaders that you connected online because Celebrate Recovery gave the ability to 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 go online. You joined once or twice a week for testimony time. You, you know, you bonded with that group of people. And you you still have relationships with them. And then when a local CR came to this area, I know you you're a champion, right? You're a supporter because you can see what CR can do in so many people's life. And I love that you already said it. Um, CR does not replace the church. You know, it's not the church. It, it doesn't replace the church. But CR can sure be a place that people can walk in and meet Jesus through a hurt, a habit or a hang up. So I do want you to share a little bit about not what brought you to CR, but as much as what kept you at CR. How has CR benefited you? I have control issues. I want to control everything. I don't want it to be outside of the scope of what I can't control. I get I get very irritated. And, and in the past, I have been a codependent. It, it is so strange that I went through two cancer surgeries. And trusted God totally through those through those surgeries. I believed in him. I believed what he had planned for me. I, I never doubted him at all. And then all of a sudden, a few years ago, I was having these codependency and control issues. And I started attending CR and I did a 12-step program. And it just teaches you. It gives you steps to go by. And it gives you the scriptures to back those up. 
And I, and it was just like a light bulb went off. And I said, I trusted him so much with my life through two cancer surgery. Why can't I trust the people that I love with him? And so that's when, you know, through the step study and, and, and uh, attending a online CR that I just knew that I had to give that up to God. He has to be the higher power. He has to be the one. I cannot control people. I cannot fix people. I'm not their savior. There's only one savior and that's Jesus Christ. And so CR helps you do that because you work through steps. Uh, As Carmen said, CR is not just for people that have, that are addicted to drugs or alcohol. It's any kind of hurt habit or hang up that you have. And uh, so through CR and doing a step study, I've learned to uncontrol those tendencies because Mm -hmm. uh, it's tough to see your family suffer. It's very tough to see your family suffer. And uh, you think you're helping them, but, but most of the time you're not. When the pandemic started winding down and uh, the CR that I was doing online uh, was starting to go in-house again, in person, I knew that I still needed to stay connected. And uh, a friend of mine sent me a leak through Facebook that uh, there was going to be a CR starting locally. And I jumped in and it'll be a year in June that we've been attending that CR. And it was like being with my CR family on Zoom. Uh, They just, they were working everything the same way. Everything was set up the same way. So we just walked in to the same program that we were doing online. And it's just, uh, it's helped me greatly. But like I said, uh, it's tough when, when, when your family is going through hard times and, you know, you think you're helping them, but you're really not. And uh, you learn how to cope with that through CR with the steps and, and the scriptures that back that up. That's excellent. And, um, you know, Sherry, we say every week, we're just ordinary women serving this extraordinary God. But I say all the time, we train and we equip. And CR gave you practical tools. That's the step. They give you real tools to be able to turn around and apply to different areas in your life. Um, so, ladies, if you're listening and something, you know, if something's resonating that you want more information on, on CR or something you're hearing, reach out to us. That's why we're here. God does not intend us to do this alone. That's why our journeys are important that we connect and the community becomes much stronger. We're the church. We're the church, God's church. So if you're not connected with us, follow us. You can find us on Facebook at Illinois Baptist Women. Follow us on Instagram at at Illinois Baptist Women. Or check out our website at ibsa.org backslash women. And and, and and I've got to lean in and give a commercial, you know, for priority because we you can come live this year. And and I know I've been working on breakouts. We got like 75 educational breakouts and they all focus on that training and equipping. How do we give practical tools to meet women to become disciples of Christ, but also to be able to interact and be salt and light in the culture that God has put us in, not to run from it, not to think, oh, how do I survive? But to actually be able to prosper in that environment because people are hungry for hope. And Sherry, that's what you are. You're like a walking, you are walking light in our in our community. I love that. I absolutely love that. And um, your arm is always open. You extend whatever you have. You are hope. And the fact you don't hide it, but you don't um, you don't put yourself, you don't force yourself in somewhere that God is not, you know, it's not God calling you to be. But like you said early on, you're willing to be stretched. And I've watched God stretch you a lot. 
And again, that what I love about your seasonal life, you're not sitting at home. And I know the pandemic concerns you a little bit, but you're not sitting at home. You're serving, you know, you lead out on the prayer initiative. You're in people's houses every week to close, you know, to shut-ins, calling people to pray with them, leading those prayer initiatives and part of food distribution. Like you just said, you're on leadership teams um, for, a, for a local CR you positioned yourself in this little ice cream shop so that you can interact with neighbors and and to be a platform for them to be able to come and to connect with the hopes of that you've positioned yourself to have the eyes of Christ who's walking in there that God may be working in their lives. And you're willing, it's not about ice cream to you, you're willing to lean in and ask an engaging question just to see if the Holy Spirit's working there. So, so friends, you're modeling that for me. And that's why I wanted you to come on so you could have, you know, I wanted you to model that for other people um, that can find themselves in your story. I thank Carmen for inviting me. Sometimes uh, I'm not a very eloquent speaker, but uh, I do have a passion for Jesus Christ and he's done yeah. so much in my life and changed my life so much. And uh, I just, I love my community. The more I uh, work in it and, and, and I'm around the people in it, I just love it. Uh, I've been here all my life and I just want to help my community out and I want to help my church and my church family any way I can. So thank Amen. you. Amen. And ladies, that's what God calls us to do. He's the one that puts the church in the community and we're to just be the light and salt in that community. So that is a good word. Good word. All right. Well, Sherry, thank you for joining us. Ladies, thank you for sharing your day with us. We want you to have a good rest of your day. Have a great weekend, a blessed Sabbath, and I'll see you back here next time on the Priority Now podcast. You've been listening to the Priority Now podcast with host Carmen Halsey. Resources mentioned today are listed in the episode notes in the podcast app. Stay connected with us through social media and our website, ibsa.org women.